Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Back to Basics. Now that we have survived the Easter holiday, which you may have noticed we got a little out of whack schedule-wise, but that's to be expected with church stuff come the high holidays. We're just like, nope, nothing else is happening. We have other shit to do. So we're back on the horse, uh, and in good Dragon Ball Z bridge parlance, we are now going to eat that horse. Uh, if you get that joke, I love you, and you're the best. Um, I am, of course, as usual, Pastor Don, and joining me is the inimitable, the wonderful, the amazing Courtney Fraley. Hello. Hello. So today we are getting into the 30th chapter of Genesis. We are making some progress at last. We are definitively partway through the book. And only what? I think we're what, 43, 44 episodes in now. <laughs> Don't take it as that long to get this far. Going to be a journey. Um, yep. So yeah, so today, uh, just as a heads up for any of you who may be watching and may be struggling with issues of infertility or fertility or childbearing or childbearing or just children in general, uh, this one is going to probably go sideways for you. So just be aware that we're Content talking. warning. Yeah. yeah. We're, Let's we're put talking. Let's go ahead and put that in print towards the beginning of the video, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're going to be talking about the making of the babies. Um, and it, it is done in this verse in a fairly aggressive manner. So if that's not for you, uh, no worries. Uh, sit this one out and we'll catch you on the next episode. Otherwise, all right, bye. <laughs> now that they're gone, if you are all about. No, <laughs> if you're all about. The joke was, all right, I'm leaving, but no, I'll, I'll tough it out. Yeah, yeah. So if you're all about figuring out how we uh, manage to weaponize children, um, welcome to the Old Testament, for one. Uh, but two, let's go ahead and get into today's reading. Now, because this one is just flush with random Hebrew names, I'm going to hand this to my wonderful co-host, and we can all just have fun as she juggles around with that. Courtney, will you take us away with the reading of the first part of Genesis chapter 30, which will be verses 1 through 24. We'll get the next part in the next episode. Okie dokie. <laughs> when Rachel saw that she bore Jacob no children, she envied her sister, and she said to Jacob, give me children or I shall die. Where we're starting. We're, we're starting in hard on this, yeah. Yep. All righty. <laughs> Jacob became very angry with Rachel and said, am I in the place of God who has withheld from you the fruit of the womb? Then she said, here is my maid Bilhah. Go in her that she may bear upon my knees and that I too may have children through her. What? I know I'm well, not going to like it, but there's tag, so, tag the it, levels we'll talk of about it in a minute. Are, huh? there's, there's a lot here. Tag it and we'll talk about it in a minute. All right. So she gave him her maid Bilhah as a wife, and Jacob went into her, and Bilhah conceived and bore Jacob a son. Then Rachel said, God has judged me and also heard my voice and given me a son. Therefore, she named him Dan. Rachel's maid Bilhah conceived again and bore Jacob a second son. Then Rachel said, with mighty wrestlings, I have wrestled with my sister and have prevailed. So she named him Nathali. When Leah saw that she had ceased bearing children, she took her maid Zilpah and gave her to Jacob as a wife. Then Leah's maid Zilpah bore Jacob a son. And Leah said, good fortune, so she named him Gad. 
Leah's maid Zilpah bore Jacob a second son, and Leah said, happy am I, for the woman will call me happy. So she named him Asher. In the days of wheat harvest, Reuben went and found mandrakes in the field and brought them to his mother Leah. Then Rachel said to Leah, please give me some of your son's mandrakes. But she said to her, is it a small matter that you have taken away my husband? Would you take away my son's mandrakes also? Rachel said, then he may lie with you tonight for your son's mandrakes. <laughs> You're going to have a lot to explain after this one. When Jacob came in from the field in the evening, Leah went out to meet him and said, you must come in to me for I have hired you with my son's mandrakes. So he lay with her that night and God heeded Leah and she conceived and bore Jacob a fifth son. Leah said, God has given me my hire because I gave my maid to my husband. So she named him Isaacar. And Leah conceived again, and she bore Jacob a sixth son. Then Leah said, God has endowed me with a good gift. Now my husband will honor me because I have borne him six sons. So she named him Zebulun. Afterwards, she bore a daughter and named her Dinah. Then God remembered Rachel, and God heeded her and opened her womb. She conceived and bore a son and said, God has taken away my reproach. And she named him Joseph, saying, may the Lord add to me another son. All right. As I said, weaponized childbearing is the name of the game for today's passage. Um, and I think before we dig into anything specifically, I think it is really important to note that even in even a healthy, quote unquote, family from this time period would be considered profoundly fucked up by modern standards. So we're already starting from that level. And these guys are not a functional healthy family, even by the standards of the time. I feel like so, you need a diagram to understand everything going on here, too. Yeah, a little bit. Like, the, the biggest pieces that you got to remember in trying to make sense of all of this shit is that <laughs> women were property and lineage was a right for men, according to the standards of the time. So... Well, yeah, so I noticed that, that like, you know, mm -hmm. uh, like, you know, Leah conceived again and she bore Jacob a sixth son. Yeah. Jacob's son didn't matter because she was his wife and you're also keeping in mind too that this is thousands upon thousands of years before even the slightest suggestion of the hint of the idea of the discovery of genetics and in the period of that time it was generally thought that children were basically replicants of the male that were simply hosted in the female for a time um so your sons, particularly, but pretty much any children, you either produced new humans or new vessels with which to make new humans. Uh, human, in that case, being a very patriarchal society in that period of time. Uh, so a lot of this, well, if my bits ain't working, let me give you one of my slave girls. Like that whole idea is like, well, the genetics have nothing to do with me. I'm female. So just take use this one and it'll still be, you know, your son and we'll all be good. And since she's my maid, I'll have a partner and good like so that that's the logic train that's happening here still weird don't don't get me wrong still weird but that's the way the mentality was working at the time what's with the fucking mandrakes okay well let me uh let me bring out the, the one that i'm gonna pimp for every time good old buddy robert alter here in his translation now mandrakes uh i'm gonna read this right from here uh, as in other later cultures, these plants with tomato-shaped fruit were used for medicinal purposes and were thought to be aphrodisiac and also to have the virtue of promoting fertility, which seems to be what Rachel has in mind. 
The aphrodisiac association is reinforced in Hebrew by a similarity of sound, which is later exploited in uh, Song of Songs, uh, between uh, dudaim, which is mandrakes, and dodim, which is lovemaking. So there is a phonetic play on words happening. I don't give him some of my mandrake, yo. That's kind of happening. But at the same the second, time... Second time this week, Song of Songs has come up. <laughs> no pun intended, I'm sure. Um <laughs> That's right. There's porn in the Bible. There's oh, nothing wrong with Lord it. Is there. <laughs> the, this this is going like if we ever manage to get if we ever manage to get monetized on this YouTube channel, we will get demonetized when we get to Saga Saga. I'm just gonna say yep. that right here. <laughs> yep, that would have to be like Patreon exclusive. We don't run a Patreon for a church. However, nah. we would do that. No, we'll do know. it and just get demonetized because hey, that's how God works. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, so we're dealing Speak with truth an, to power, but not all of it. <clears throat> yeah, we're dealing with an aphrodisiac plant here, at least a plant they think is aphrodisiac. And well, let's look at uh, Rachel's reaction here. Um, she comes out in the field. I'm going to read from Alters here. Uh, with me, you will come to bed, for I have clearly hired you with the mandrakes of my son. Like she comes charging out to the field to grab him after having said mandrakes. So. Uh, we can talk about whether this is like actual or whether this is placebo, but it definitely works for her. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, no, I don't know what I expected coming into this. Well, I do know kind of to an extent given the content warning, but th this wasn't it. Um, <laughs> like, like there is some, there's some stuff happening here. And um, like, before we get to the depraved shit for lack of a better term, uh, there are some other kind of interesting things here that are happening too, like the naming of the children uh, are all kind of Hebrew plays on words. And by the way, if you are familiar with your Old Testament uh, history, you may be recognizing the names of some of these uh, children. Um, and if you are not familiar with your Old Testament history, but are familiar with your late 90s JRPGs, you may recognize at least Naphtali as the name of Graf's uh, Omnigear. Uh, and if you get that, you are definitely my best friend uh anyway so you've got a lot of different plays on words that are happening here um so that's that's kind of a thing and this is going to be a repeated theme pretty much for as long as we're using hebrew because hebrew as a language loves plays on words so pretty much all of these names are something like in verse six uh we get uh, Billa conceived and bore Jacob a son and Rachel said God granted my cause yes he heard my voice and gave me a son so she called him Dan which seems weird to us in English right like there's a causative statement here but it doesn't make much sense um, I assume that they were it was like name meanings I mean yeah, I feel like you can infer that with that's pretty much it but what I find interesting is the depth of the meanings like I'm used to Japanese where the, the name meanings are like kanji based or based on some sort of pictograph where it's like a word but the verb dan actually suggests the vindication of a legal plea specifically like there's some detail to that and so most of these have them um naftali for example is a play on naftalim or or naftulim which is uh, an image of wrestling and it references the relationship with her sister it also has a kind of parallelism to the idea of heel grabber which connects to jacob and the whole Jacob and Esau heel grabbing bit when they were born. Um, and so there's a, there's a lot of that, that that happens in here. They all have more detailed meanings than that. Um, so 
now that I've gotten the uh, the fluff text out of the way, uh, please feel free to hit me with your questions about the various acts of depravity thus witnessed. The like understanding what they are and rereading it, the whole Mandrake thing is so bizarre and like I. <laughs> I don't know, something something between like a soap opera and a telenovela which like, is kind of the purpose to which these were put actually aside from being religious texts obviously like these were partly entertainment back in the day too like these were the stories of the people like so there was a little bit of soap opera drama in here and that's kind of what's happening here is we have the competitive Rachel and Leia thing just continuing from the previous chapters where they are they're now fighting to see who can produce the most kids. Uh, it's drama, is what it is, plain and simple. Seriously, you guys on the podcast are missing some truly wonderful facial expressions here. It Amazing. Just... <laughs> I, I, I'm at a loss for anything to say, to say with this. It's just, it's bizarre. Like every time you think you've got these guys figured out, it's something new, right? Um, understanding its value as like a story to the people who told these stories yeah helps someone but I'm just like yeah. now we also have it turns out the Old Testament is really really dense and probably best studied by theologians when it <laughs> and trust me as, as one of said theologians, that doesn't necessarily we, mean we know all of what's going on with this shit either. Um, like, I'm pretty well versed, but I'm by no means an Old Testament scholar, let alone an archaic Hebrew scholar. Like, there are levels beyond levels. It's like the back rooms, but for academia, it's weird. Um, but one of the points that I find interesting here, and this is a comparison that was drawn by one of the uh, older and therefore more problematic um commentaries I have on this. Uh, the, the commentary I'm reading here makes a very interesting turn into discussing the utilization of progeny as a tool for promoting uh, ideology. Uh, so what we have here between Rachel and Leah is basically an argument between competing governments. Um, one of the points that the, the commentator here makes is that uh, militaristic leaders seize upon the, the idea to increase and multiply. They issue it on authority. Uh, Mussolini and Hitler, in the heyday of their pretension to enduring power, use every persuasion and compulsion to increase the birth rate, whether legitimate or illegitimate. And so they're like, they're not wrong. Like, historically speaking, they were definitely all about cranking up that birth rate. Uh, for Hitler, for example, you can look at like the movements to create Aryan children, which really only succeeded in creating ABBA, but hey, you know, whatever. Uh, and if you don't know that history, that's a whole other piece of German history you should really look into. Um, yeah, ABBA was the production of a German eugenics experiment. Anyway, um, so, but that that is a thing in kind of like fascist and dictatorial regimes to drive up the birth rate so that my ideology will prevail. And that goes all the way back to the Old Testament, where the same thing is happening, and this happens on multiple levels. Like, it wasn't uncommon. I mean, it, to me, it makes sense just like from a, from a biological species perspective, because the the populate the global population was 
drastically lower back then yeah exactly. and you know at, at our core we're we're a species of animals that is looking to reproduce and multiply mm-hmm. and like when that could still be done really responsibly yeah. <laughs> um and yeah say, i will of say of course this. they were trying of course they were fucking like rabbits and making yeah. as many kids as they could yeah i will say this for the uh the again very old commentary i've, I've pulled up here uh, I find it really amusing the, the balancing act which his commentary makes between, uh, yeah, fascists definitely do this thing, but also I'm an old commentary based on old ideas, so birth control is also evil, so there has to be a balancing point somewhere. Like, no, no, hold on, slow your roll. <laughs> um, but it does, I think, make that point about like the development of an ideological system through reproduction as something that is worth looking at here, because... Rachel and Leah's argument isn't, it is personal, but it's not only personal. Like there is a future to be concerned with here. And as we know now, as we're seeing the names of these kids start to file out of their respective uh, mothers, uh, single file <laughs> only, you know, just, hello, good morning, I'm Naftali. Hi, I'm Gad, nice to meet you. Um, like we start to realize these are the 12 tribes of Israel, which tells us that we've got a wrestling match in our future um because jacob still got some stuff to do but that's still i think three or four chapters ahead of us yet um so jacob's story is going to be going on for a minute uh, please warn me in advance because so i can show up in like the most obnoxious wrestling merch i own (laughs) (laughs) yes we do need to do that um so is there anything else you want to pick at with this or should we call it for today Oh, no, I, th- I think we've we've gotten pretty much everything of use out of this. Yeah, I mean, it's just aggressive baby making is pretty much all it is. There, there was one thing I, I remember okay. that I wanted to say about this, and I, I've never really understood why people can read stuff like this mm-hmm. and not ever have the thought, maybe the Almighty would like different things from us now in in some cases then maybe they might have wanted from us when we were a burgeoning species yeah Um, like the problem with that that question is how how can people look at this and not imagine that it's different is that you have like your ben shapiro's and your tucker carlson's and all of your other right-wing lunatic males who are like absolutely it is right and just that women should be competing for my seed like that's the mindset with which they read into the text. <laughs> Holy God, is it wrong? But like, yeah, this is an argument we've been having on our Discord server. Like, a dis- well, I don't say argument; I mean more, more discussion uh, about the ways in which people use the Bible as a text to prove themselves right, rather than a text for self-reflection. And that's really what's at the core of what you're arguing is how can how can people look at this and then reflect and be like, wow, that's definitely different from what we have now. The sim- simple answer is. A lot of people look at this and say, how does this inform the biases and bigotries I already have? Uh, And a lot of them are your power fantasy incel crazy dudes who are reading this and being like, yes, it is, of course, it is right and good and just that women should compete for me. Rachel and Leah totally have the right idea. Biblical marriage is a thing. Um, And that's where that comes from. And it's depressing as hell. Well, and there's also the uh, thing that you still see people today where it's like, you know, more kids more 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 they they, you know they want to see they want to see nice high birth rates and they want to see 
families having having you know bouncing little capitalist babies but like so so many of these laws are so predominantly made and enforced and everything just by people who haven't gone through it yeah you're talking about like quiverful cults and stuff like that which again the whole foundational ideology of which is a misreading of a biblical text to support their belief that they should totally have a whole bunch of kids to dominate the world in the exact way that i just described a minute ago that fascists do to promote their own personal ideology i mean i was i was definitely more thinking about like the overturning of roe v wade and just all of that yeah which was a great deal more mainstream great deal more mainstream than the quiverful cults well the thing is leaking they're leaking into each other that's the thing is the quiverful cults are and related uh theological groups are all evangelical adjacent and they're the ones who are puppeting the justice system and the the legal system in the united states right now so they are the theology i say theology with a big dose of salt but they're what's they're what's at the root of a lot of this problem um, well, this has been depressing. <laughs> yeah, oftentimes the, the Bible can be, especially when we realize how people today are taking it, which is why we're doing this in the first place. So uh, I don't know, man, is it too late? Just like, I don't know, maybe maybe saying this here will, will convince somebody who's watching or someone who shows it to someone else or something, but like, Having having your choice taken away about whether or not to have children as someone capable of bearing them, mm-hmm. um, it's not okay. Agreed. Um, I say this as someone who would like to be able to consider having more kids, but fate took my choice away. Mm-hmm. So, and let me tell you, it is it is a profound level of agency being ripped away from you for something that our creator made about half of our bodies able to do like (laughs) sorry i just have no i'm not sorry at the end of a section like this uh, i I, stepping onto my little soapbox and saying as a woman i feel like you know well, not just as a woman, as someone capable of, of bearing children. Um, it just, like, look at me. <laughs> Some of y'all make me sad. And I don't think it's right mm-hmm. to be suspending a person's agency over something. You have no idea what it's like. <laughs> To grow a life inside of you and what it does to you and i just i'm sorry i'm just d- depressed over the state of, of of women's rights right now i'm no, sorry and that is that is a fair position to have and the, the question of is it too late is a pretty broad question and i think it's one worth asking um is it too late for america honestly yeah probably like this system is doomed to fail. The capitalist American imperial system is doomed to fail. Uh, and it's going to hurt a whole hell of a lot of people as it does. Um, but does that mean that the the uh, the people are doomed to fail, that everyone's going to die? Uh, no, there will be suffering and there will be anger and there will be hatred and there will be difficulty. But in time, 
better things will come. That is the hope that is the hardest to hold on to, but is the most necessary. So in a practical angle that comes out is keep your head down and water your plants. Like if you're living, if you're living in the U S right now, um, and activism and advocacy is not something that you are equipped or able to do. That honestly is the best thing you can do right now. Keep your head down, water your plants, and just try to stay alive. Uh, because it's going to get rough for a minute here. Um, and it's okay because there are, I'm not going to say it's okay in that it should be happening. I'm going to say that it is, it is okay because there are times such as these. And to paraphrase the great theologian Gandalf the Grey, uh, it's not ours to to uh, determine whether these times are ours, but it's ours to choose what to do with them when they come upon us. And that is literally the whole arc of the scripture is to tell us what we can do when these times are upon us. And that I won't is, call you out on the misquote because I appreciate you bringing Tolkien into it to make me smile. Yeah, I, I don't. I'll admit I don't have the quote fully to mind, but I paraphrase as best I could. I apologize. I. I, I am no better at quoting Tolkien literally than I am at quoting any particular translation of the Bible literally. So, sorry. I have to decide what to do with the time that is given to us. Exactly. See, you're better at that than I am. What, what would be the Tolkienian equivalent of a pastor? Maybe that's your calling. <laughs> wizard? It's wizard, isn't it? It's got to be wizard. All right. Or Lady that, of Box Wine. I don't know. There we go. <laughs> now that's a title I like. Um, so with that said, and assuming there's nothing else we want to dig into, I'm going to call that for today's uh, depressing end to the episode, but necessary conversation nonetheless. Uh, if you are still following along and didn't leave at the initial trigger warning and didn't dive out because of depression, congratulations. Here's your award. Um, but that said, uh, I, have I know I wish I had an award I would, I would have thought about that here imagine I'm giving you a gold medal right now there you go gold star oh uh, here uh have some Irish trailing moss perfect <laughs> so uh we're still doing a lot on our discord server if you are in Japan we are blowing things up uh we have monthly worship services now that are streamed on YouTube uh assuming I can figure out what the hell went wrong with the last one uh, we had some kind of audio glitch. I have no idea what oh, happened. Bummer. We're working it out. But with any luck, in the next couple of weeks before the next service, we'll have it sorted and squared away and should be broadcasting as usual. So we have a live worship service that's, if you're in Japan and in the Kobe area, you can come join us at the church. All that's on the website. If you're not, it's up on YouTube. And we are taking, like part of our worship service is a discussion period as well. And we take questions in the Discord server during the worship service. Uh, so make some time for that. Like it's a, it's a good thing. Admittedly, it's a Saturday night for you folks back on the Eastern seaboard of the United States. Uh, it's Saturday and, night. Let's go to church. Exactly. I think that's why right. you're going to have a hard time on this. End. I know, I know. But like, if y'all want to be all devout and whatnot, and you know, take, take a moment out of your busy schedule of, you know, partying and whatever it is that the young people do on the Saturday nights. I don't know. Even when I was young, I was still an old man. I, um, it's and no, I don't. I don't have enough power to keep myself from doing this motion on <laughs> on a Bible study po podcast. I can't. Yeah. Sorry. Well, the good news is we're not monetized. But anyway, Discord server, regular worship service. We've got events that are coming periodically here and there. All of which you can find at the website below. Uh, but most importantly, if you can do the thing that Courtney will now depressedly ask you to do. 
like, share, and subscribe. Oh, that was good. That was good. I like that. I like that. That was that was with a just a little bit of attitude behind it. I liked it. Yes, do those things, please. They definitely do help. Uh, Comment. And, tell us we're wrong. Tell us what you think. Um, yeah, or just yell at us. Like I get that often enough. It kind of comes with the job. Uh, join the Discord. Uh, join the Facebook. Do whatever. All the stuff. Punch the so, keys. Other than that, have a great week, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you.